Local Soccer Matters podcast on Garden County Sport with your host, Dan Gorman. Well, here we are again, another week and another Garden County Sport Soccer podcast, Local Soccer Matters. We're back yet again. Uh, this weekend, we thankfully had a bit more soccer action locally to go through, and we also had another special guest, which we'll get to now in a few moments. Uh, so on the playing field in the Wicklow League, there was a, I went to a match on Saturday morning myself, Wicklow Town and Wicklow Rovers under-18 side. It was um, a bit of a landslide for Wicklow Town. They raced into an early lead. Uh, Rovers actually got back on level terms, but that was about as good as it got for Rovers because uh, Town then hit six more in the first half, and they took the foot out of the pedal in the second half and added two more. Um, they did miss a penalty as well, which uh, would have been nice to see double figures, I suppose. A bit of a novelty always. Um, but fair play to Wicker Rovers kept going till the end, albeit if it wasn't going their way. Also in the youth division, we had Ocker Rangers nil and Wicker Rovers under 17s won, and then Ark United and Cool by one. On Sunday morning then, Avonmore continued their early front run form as they beat Ark Town 4-1. It's one all at half time, but then uh, Avonmore pulled out at the end to win well. And then also Wicker Rovers and Ashford Rovers, where uh, Wicker Rovers conceded a late penalty to drop two points there against the other overs. In Division 1 then, Coolboy beat United 3-2. Derry Rovers lost out in the trailer to St. Anthony's B 4-3. Roundwood kept going strong as they defeated Arthur Town B now. And then Greystones defeated Carnew B by four goals to two. So a good few, a good match, a few, a few matches called that, but a good few still went ahead. Um, full set of fixtures fall ahead for the weekend. Hopefully the weather is kind to us and we get to enjoy a few more matches. We haven't picked what matches we're focused on just yet, but um, we look forward to whichever ones we do. Um, so as I said earlier, there is a special guest on the podcast tonight. Um, it was alluded to on the Facebook page yesterday. You might have seen it. It is Baron Derek Manleem Scales. He grew up in Vardarek. He grew up in Arkletown, actually. Um, moved to Baron Derek, but played for Arkletown right up until 2015, at which point he joined UCD under-19s on a scholarship. Then the following year, he made his UCD first-team debut, and he never looked back since. He was... Due to go to Bristol Rovers in the summer, but the move fell through. He also had an offer of Man City, but um, having played first team football in the League of Ireland, he elected against signing what would have been a, a development contract to such an under 23 football for the year. Uh, so, yeah, things went a bit awry for Liam then with UCD. The, unfortunately, their form they got relegated, and the form was quite bad, including a 10 1 defeat at the Hand of Bohemians, which Liam comments on in the conversation. Um, but things have looked up since, as seven days ago today, Wednesday. Liam Scales became the latest man to join FAI Cup winner Shaman Crovers. So it's obviously a massive career move for Liam. He's gone from part-time football to full-time football. So it would, you'd imagine, massively benefit him and, and push him to the next level because he's gone now from being the big fish in the small pond with UCD to being just another defender at Shaman Crovers where he's a battle in his hand to make an impression. But the other on 21 National, no doubt he will. So I'll pand, pass over now to that sequence there with Liam Scales on the line earlier. I'm joined the line today by Liam Scales of Baron Derrick. Liam, how are you? I'm good, Daniel. Thanks. Thanks for having me. No, but at all. Pleasure. Thanks for coming on. Um, so, obviously, quite an eventful week, which you joined Shamrock Rovers there last week. So, massive congratulations on the move. Um, just before we get into that, uh, just a bit of background on yourself. Obviously, you're a very proud Baron Derrick man. It's, uh, I don't know if you've seen, but I, I said you were an Arkham man once, and I got slated pretty quickly by uh, all your fellow Barndarig men and women. Um, so what was it like growing up in Barndarig? What was the soccer scene like in Barndarig when you were a young fella? Yeah, well, I I suppose I, I played all, all my soccer in our club because like, there, was, there wasn't a team up there at the time. There wasn't a lot of teams at the time. So 
I actually, I, I lived in Arklow until I was about 10 or 11. So I was, I was playing in Arklow from about six years old with Arklow Town, I see. And then obviously my family moved out to where, it's, it's where my, my mom's side of the family are, out, out near Jack White's near Bandaric. So I was about 11 or 12 at the time, but I continued to play in Arklow. Like it was just, I was getting lifted in and out of training and then going training after school and stuff. So yeah, I, pl- I played in Arco from the age of six to say sixteen. I, I loved it there. I, lo- I, I had a, I had a good. We had a good strong team all the way up. We had a, it was a good year, uh, the ninety eight that year and in, in Arco the, the the kids born in ninety eight. So we were a strong team. We won a lot of leagues and cups in the Wicklow League, and we played a bit in the DSL as we got older and on the fourteenth and fifteenth. And yeah, I played there until I was about sixteen. I was playing with the Leinster Senior League team. And I got asked to join UCD under 19s on a, a League of Ireland team on a scholarship. So I, I took that opportunity. And did you play any guys, young fella, or were you always just soccer? Oh, no, I was, I was, I was playing, playing a, a good bit of guys. I was balancing both up until I was there. Um, I was in the under 16 county panel. I was playing for Brian Derrick, just with, with, all, with all the local lads. And, and I, I loved that as well. I was actually very close to, to choosing. I was told at the age of 15 to choose between um, GAA and, and football. And I was very close to choosing GAA because I loved both. And I didn't really, at that age, I didn't I didn't see myself have like taken off, so I suppose, as much as I did playing soccer. So it, it was quite close. I nearly picked GAA over soccer, but uh, obviously it was a good decision. So. Yeah, no regrets, I imagine, considering how the soccer careers went. Sorry? No regrets, obviously, considering how well the soccer career is going. Yeah, 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 definitely. No regrets. Like, I, 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 I do love, I do love, yeah, and I love to go back and play it, but, like, the way things have gone with, with soccer, I, I've, I've completed my degree in UCD, which I, I was on a scholarship there for three years, and that was brilliant, like, and I, I got that through playing, playing soccer, so, that was excellent, and, and obviously the last eighteen months has been, I've been a bit wild. I suppose I won, I won the first division at UCD in two thousand and eighteen, and then in the last year or so, I've, I've been in the Irish under twenty one team for, for for all of the squads, and I was um, away in the UK a couple of times at clubs, and and then obviously signing for Shamrock Rovers this week. It's just been it's been a bit mad, and, I, and I'm. I'm delighted with it, to be honest. Um, and yeah, as you touched upon earlier yourself, you moved from Arkletown straight to the UCD 19s in 2015. And by the end of 2016, you'd made your first team debut and made 13 appearances. So it was quite quick progress for yourself. Like, you didn't hang about at all, did you? No, not at all, I suppose. It was, there was a bit of luck. I, I, I was playing quite well with the under-19 team. And then out of the blue, two centre-halves got injured for the, for the first team and they had no other options really so I was I was called upon and I suppose I took my chance when I got in I just I played well and I stayed in the team for the rest of the season so that was mid-season I got into the team and, and I, I stayed in the team for the rest of that season 2016 so yeah it, it didn't it didn't take long but there was a bit of luck involved and, and good timing I suppose and you weren't down to it at all like when you got the call up you've always seemed a very kind of naturally confident footballer like would that be true? Yeah I think I think it helped that at that stage Collie O'Neill was the manager um, and his philosophy would be just 
to um, play the ball like on the ground, so not really long ball, and, and he had a, he put a lot of confidence in his players, so that helped. And it was kind of a, an easy transition going from the under nineteen team as well because that's the style of football that they played. So if you if you make a mistake like trying to pass the ball out from the back, you won't get you won't get like eaten by the manager. It, it's kind of a that's the way it is in UCD. They 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 like to develop players that way. So that helped a lot as well. And I suppose once a couple of games under my belt, I just was knew I was capable of playing at that level. And it, <gasps> And 2018, obviously, were firmly established by 2018, um, which was a fantastic year when you won the first division. Like, how fond of memory must that be? Yeah, I suppose that's probably that's the peak of of my my club career so far, so far. <coughs> was winning winning that the first division title because we had, we had such a young team. Um, I think the average age was about 20. I was 19 for most of the season. I turned 20 during the season and like we won it just after I turned 20 so to win to win like a, a National League title at that um, like I had won it at, at, at under 19 level with the City under 19 team but to win it at senior level to win a, a National title but it was it is, it, it's the, probably the best moment of my, my club career so far anyway and when you look like, at that, that side that won that first division if that team had stuck together but obviously the lads went on and to bigger and better things, but if that team had stuck together, how different would this season have been for you? Do you think? Yeah, so it would have been so different. Like when you look at the team that that won the last game of the season against Finn Harps, and compare it to the team that finished the last game of the season this year, it's completely different by maybe two or three players. So, <coughs> sorry, um, yeah, I think I know you can't like that's the way it is, and you see players move on once they finish their degrees and. It kind of would be unfair to say. I I, I don't. I I think it would have gone differently. I think we obviously would have done quite a lot better. Maybe we would have been. I think we could have finished around mid table. I don't think we would have set the league alight and been up in the top four. But yeah, it, if that's the way it goes, and you see the unfortunate that once players, once players finish their degrees. They played two or three years of senior football, and they're, they're young and ambitious players. They get snapped up by by the big clubs, and, and there's no real way of kind of preventing that. So we just have to accept that. And and I think we were all disappointed with how the season went. Even with all the players leaving, it, it, it could have gone better for us. Like we we still think we had we had a chance of staying up, but I suppose that's just football. That's the way it is. And after the season, um. You've now made twenty-three, or sorry, ninety-three appearances in the League of Ireland. Um, for a twenty-one-year-old, it's obviously quite a decent figure to have amassed so far. That must be something you're proud of. Yeah, it is. I suppose I, I, I really, I've been lucky. I haven't, I haven't had any injuries keep me out for long. I've been, I was in the team in UCD, and, and I, I kind of established, at my like my place in the team by by performances. So, I was probably. <clears throat> one of the first names on the team sheet for the last couple of years and that that's kind of helped you know that helped my development a lot so yeah I'm I'm, I'm happy with that and I'm now I'm looking forward to the next the next kind of challenge the next stage and then um, which Shamrock Rovers obviously they're big rivals of Bohemians and a 40 Bohemians probably gave you possibly the worst night of your career when they beat UCD 2-1 um, that's got to be a night you don't really think of too often is it? Yeah that, that, that was that's definitely the lowest point so far, yeah, it was um, 
<clears throat> it was a terrible night. Everything that could have gone wrong went wrong, and the goals just kept kept going in. It was really, it was just it was just a, a really bad bad night at the office. And like I'm I'm looking forward to playing them again, so I can have a proper go with them and and uh, hopefully get a bit of revenge. And to and do it a fitting Rovers that are chewed very well anyway. Sorry, yeah, it'd be that much sweeter as, as a role player, so. Um, and obviously not long after that result, then Colin O'Neill, who you mentioned earlier was a big help to you, was unfortunately let go. That must have obviously been a blow to you because he had given you the chance and developed you so much. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. I suppose that's, it happened to take it to feed that, that heavy. The manager's always kind of, always be fingers pointed at him, even though, obviously, it was, the team who, were before, who performed that night it was, the manager was part of it but it wasn't obviously solely his fault that we lost 10-1 but um, it was it was tough to see him go I'd spent over three years with him and I, I had a really good relationship with Colly. he's a great coach he, he uh, taught me a lot and he gave me a lot of freedom to express myself and perform the way I did while I was at UCD so yeah it was tough to see him go but I can't see him being out of the game for for too long, you know. I think obviously he, he has he has a good job with Microsoft, and I know like maybe he's not looking for a full time job in football. But I think when an offer comes comes about that suits him, he'll take it, and I'm sure he'll be successful. So okay, and obviously it wasn't all negative this season for you on, on a personal level. You had many many positive things, and um, the Toulon tournament was probably the first big thing. How did you discover, and how excited were you when you found out you were going to go and get involved in that? Yeah, it was brilliant. I'd been I'd been in the Luxembourg squad previous in in March, but I, I didn't play against Luxembourg. I, I was in on new sub, so obviously I am um, you in Toulon. It was a smaller squad, and there was a possibility of us playing five games, which we did. We had five games of it. But I kind of in the back of my mind, I knew look maybe I, I wasn't in the starting lineup, but I would get my chance eventually. And it came. I played twice. I played against Mexico and Bahrain. We beat Bahrain one nil and drew nil all with Mexico. And it was a great experience being away in a in an international tournament for three weeks with the team, staying in a hotel and, and training every day. It was kind of like I suppose you always dream as a kid of going to like a World Cup or European Championships, and it kind of seemed like that. You know, being away for for a few weeks and training every day playing every three days it was a great experience and putting on that green jersey was it as as good as you'd always dreamed it would be <clears throat> oh yeah of course um, I, my debut would have been against Bahrain and yeah I like it, it, it's unbelievable really like I, I never really thought I did as a kid think, like always dreamed of it but it kind of as I got older into my teens, I kind of thought oh, it probably won't happen, and then for for it to change the way it did, and, and for it to happen, it was it was probably the proudest moment of my life so far. So it was great, and we, we won we won that game. So I can say I won I won my international debut. It was it's a great experience. And on the back of that, there was obviously scouts at the tournament, um, and it ended up with you and Neil Farouk going to Man City in April. Um, again, another, I imagine, quite surreal experience to hear Man City are interested. Sorry? It must have been quite a surreal experience to hear Man City were interested, was it? Yeah, it was. It was. It was. I I was told by, by a manager at a training session, and I actually didn't believe him. I thought he was, he was winding me up. So 
that was that was a crazy couple of weeks going over there and training with with kind of I trained with the under twenty three team over there, so it would have been the, the youth development team. And they're just the standard of players. They have Spanish players who have like played with the first team in pre season and everything and just the standard was, was unbelievably high and, and it was it was great to be involved in it and just be thrown into the mix of, of those of, of with players of that like caliber. So that was that was a great experience and I'll, I'll always I'll always have that experience so I'm, I'm delighted with that. And there was an offer at the end, wasn't there? But I think it was for the twenty under twenty threes, which you then turned down. Is that correct? There was there wasn't there wasn't um, an offer on paper, but there was there was kind of whispers that maybe they were were lining up an offer. But it would it would have been short term in the under twenty threes. I don't, I just don't think it would have been um, the right move. Really, I didn't want after playing three years of senior football. I didn't really want to be going back. Two under twenty three football. Um, if you ask any of like Stephen Kenny, would always tell the lads in the twenty ones that really they they'd want to be playing uh, first team football over twenty trees. So that kind of was in the back of my mind that there never was, there never was um, an, an offer on paper because Bristol Rovers came in and I was keen on that. So we kind of told, we just said, look, we're going to go ahead with another with another club so but yeah and yeah you'd, like my next question was about the Rovers um, yeah. they were interested obviously I think it was kind of end of June early July it seemed to rumble on then for quite a few weeks you'd obviously you weren't playing for City because you were waiting for the move to go through and then it just fell apart can you clarify exactly what happened there yeah so I um, I was told actually, like just after the two-long tournament really I, I was kind of told they were interested <laughs> And the first week or so, it moved very quickly, and we had agreed. We had agreed a provisional contract, so like the length of the contract, and and like that was that was that everything was agreed, and they were just like they just basically I was waiting to sign to get a like a, a real contract to sign it and and to move. Like I I actually went over to Bristol to see the place and to meet the manager and. Yeah, the manager seemed brilliant. He, uh, his name's Graham Cochran. He's actually from Dublin, so it would have been nice. It would have been there was a couple of a couple of the staff are Irish, so I would have. I think it would have been a nice place to go and and play, and you would have had a few Irish people over there to help you fit in. But yeah, there was an injury in their squad, uh, a serious injury, and they had to buy a replacement for that player. And I think they went over their budget. I I don't know. This is what I was told. That, um, they went over their budget and they were trying to move players out to get me in and it just never happened and it dragged on too long. So we just pulled the plug on it in the end because it was getting a bit messy and I was, I kind of missed out on the opportunity to maybe um, go after another couple of offers from other clubs because it went on for two or three weeks and by the time it was all over, the, the Irish transfer window had closed and the, um, there was interest from other clubs, which which kind of dried up because of how long the Bristol thing went on. So it kind of it did. It was a setback, but I suppose I'm happy. I'm happy with how things have gone now. I've signed for for Shamrock Rovers. So. Yeah. So in the yeah. end, it, it might have bizarrely worked out for the best. Um, you mentioned Stephen Kenny earlier. What's it like playing with Stephen? I imagine it's quite an experience. Ah, uh, yeah. He, he's um. 
he's unique really he's he's a he's a top top um manager he really he gets the best out of his players and he's um he's the most kind of ambitious ambitious manager I probably have played for because like we go we played Italy we played big nations like Italy Chile Brazil um Sweden and like we beat Sweden twice we drew Italy we drew it with um with uh, Mexico sorry and um obviously we lost to Brazil but his philosophy state is the same for all those games whether we're playing a minnow or whether we're playing one of the, one of the top football nations in the world his philosophy is that we're going out there to dominate possession dominate the game physically and and win the game whereas other Irish managers would maybe like tell the team to sit off <clears throat> play defensively and try catch teams on the break and maybe nick a draw but but it doesn't matter who you're playing against with, with Steven he, he, he just wants to to go and win the game and that, that's an unbelievable quality for a manager to have and I think that's, that's how he's been so successful with Dundalk you know, over the last few years in the league and in, in the Europa League so yeah it's, it's, it's unbelievable to be part of that squad with the management they have and, and the players in it so and obviously, as part of the 21s, you got to play in in Dublin. Um, I presume the family were all there. That must be a, a kind of memory you'll always have as well. Yeah, yeah. I played. I played against Italy in, in the nil all draw. And that, yeah, that was that was my, I suppose my first my first appearance in the under twenty one European Championships. And yeah, it was an unbelievable experience. Um, I was playing against, I suppose, Moise Keane, who plays forever, and he he came on. He got sent off after about twenty minutes, but like he was playing Patrick Catroni was playing for he plays for Wolves, he was playing as well and there was a lot of Serie A players and, and players playing across the top European divisions playing that day and just to be on the on the same pitch with him it was it was surreal but I suppose I like uh, I think it made me realise like that I'm I'm capable of playing at that level. Yeah. And to move on to the newest chapter in your life, um, you were in the Aviva when Shamrock Rovers ended their cup drought. Did you know at the time there was a possibility of going to Rovers, or were you just there as a, as a neutral fan? Um, at the time, I, I think I did. I knew there was there was interest. There was no offer or um, no talks yet, but I knew I, I'd heard there was interest. So I was there as a, as a neutral spectator as well because it's. It, it, the cup final, I suppose, it's a huge event in, in Irish in Irish football. So it was, it was. I had no, I had no kind of. I wasn't siding for one team, but yeah, just the way they played. And I suppose I played against them a couple of times this season, and I've seen them on TV a couple of times as well. And they just the way they're playing at the moment is exciting. And I thought they were the better side that day against against Dundalk who have dominated really have dominated Irish football for the last four or five years so it was it was nice to, to see them play that well and obviously there's a couple of QCD lads playing Neil Fridge and Gary O'Neill Gary scored the, the winning penalty so I was delighted for them and yeah it kind of it just shows how ambitious the, the squad is and it's young and the management's young and, and everyone seems just ambitious and they, they're hungry to win so I'm delighted to have had the opportunity to join a, a team like that. And you mentioned yourself how you would have been probably one of the first names of the team sheet in UCD for recent years. So you're going from being the, the big fish, so to speak, in a small pond to now competing against Roberto Lopez, Lee Grace, Joe O'Brien, these kind of, within the League of Ireland, household names. 
is that something that excites you that does that massive challenge there and it's it's up to you to, to prove your worth to your place? Yeah, you've hit the hit the nail on the head there. Um I knew I know, I knew once I was leaving UC I was going I suppose into the the big world, you know, and, and to go there is um, there is great competition for places at Shamrock Rovers, especially in central defence and yeah, it, I I can't wait. It's it's a challenge and I suppose that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a challenge so I can improve myself to get into the team. I know there's lots of fixtures with European football and there'll be injuries and suspensions and hopefully I'm sure I'm sure I'll get a chance and, and then it's up to me to take that, that chance and kind of cement a place in the team. But yeah, that's that's the aim and I'm really looking forward to the challenge. I'm looking forward to learning off as you said, the household names like Joey O'Brien, Lee Grace, Lopez. They've shown over the last season. They, I think they were the I think they were the best the best defence in the league or maybe second best at Undock, I'm not sure, but they can see very little goals. They're really comfortable at playing out from the back and I'm just looking forward to learn off them and to improve myself. And I think going into a team with that much competition is only gonna help me. Because I'll have to step up and, and improve my game to, to play. So yeah. And just lastly, when you look at 2020, you're going to be playing in Tallis Stadium week in, week out. You're going to be competing for a league. You're going to be hopefully involved with the 21s, going to be playing European football. It's, it must be very, very exciting. Yeah, it is. It's, uh, it's really like the last last season was disappointing with UCD, but it was it was brilliant to be involved in the 21s. And now, like this season, it's going to be another step up. Like I, I've signed like really my first, full-time professional contract now football is going to be going to be my job now for the first time really and I, and I suppose that's what that's what all kids dream of when they're playing as young lads to be a professional footballer so I just yeah I, I really just can't wait for the season to get started so I can I can get going and it, it can't come quick enough yeah and we just two things for you from our Facebook page Andrew Riley a good Barndarg man called Smiley wants to know will Barndarg do it next year when the junior A Sorry? Bandar, he wants to know will Bandarig win the Junior A next year? Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> and uh, Trevor Donald, he's a blessing in hoop, wish you the best of luck. And he said, You've all the support in the world from the West Wicklow town. So you've got a good fan club in Wicklow already. Yeah. Um, listen, Liam, very much. it's an absolute pleasure. You've been a, a gentleman with your time. Thanks very much. And we wish you the best of luck with 2020, whether it's with Ireland or Shamrock Rovers or whoever. Um, and thanks very much for your time today. Thanks, Merlin. That was great. Thank you. Massive thanks to Liam Scales there. Uh, I hope you all found the interview as interesting as I did. Uh, he was very generous with his time, as as all the guests have been, to be fair. Um, without them, there wouldn't be a podcast. So a massive thanks, as always, to Liam. We really do hope 2020 is a big, big year for him and has all the potential to be. Um, with under-21 internationals, more to come, hopefully. A big year at Hallis Stadium and to look to bridge the gap in the dock. And, uh, well, the world at his feet, really. And he's only 21, so there's plenty of options to... Now that the mood the best rovers didn't work out in the summer, but if he puts his head down and does well in talent, then there's absolutely nothing stopping him. Um it'd be great to have another Wicklow man representing Ireland a few years' time or see we'll see where it takes him. So listen folks, thanks again for listening. Um we're hoping to have another exciting idea to do with uh, local soccer announced in the next week or so. We're just working on it under the radar here. But hopefully we'll be able to announce it very soon. So thank you very much for listening. Please do rate, subscribe, share it with friends, share it with your granny, share it with whoever wants to listen. Um, because the more people listen, the more people are interested and obviously the better for us. 
And as always, any suggestions for content on the podcast, any guests you'd like us to get in touch with, or indeed if you have any events you want mentioned, anything like that, please do get in touch. Any feedback's appreciated. So thanks very much for another week, and we'll see you next week. Thank you.